Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Trey Mayhew, and you're listening to Real Talk, Episode 4. This week, we'll be covering a lot about college basketball, a little bit about the NFL, and also the NBA. Um, But first off, this week, I want to start off the show by just saying what a season by Kentucky, man. BBN all day. Y'all know how I'm rocking. I mean, yeah, we came up short. We came up short to Luke May and his boys, but... I will say this, people knock Kentucky every year because we get top recruits and they say, oh, John Calipari's cheating, John Calipari's doing this. No, it's because people want to play because they want to play underneath a great coach like him. I mean, l- look at the players that we've sent to the league in the last, I mean, not even the whole time why he's been there, but look at the last five years. Look look at those, look at that amount of players compared to any other college's amount of players in the NBA ever. And you could not tell me who is producing players how we are producing young talent. Nobody. I mean, obviously, there's the North Carolinas and the Dukes who produce talents over time. And, yeah, they they rightfully so do have some of the best players ever coming out of there. But Kentucky, the, the last 10 years, last eight years, whatever you want to say, we really have put some dominant players in the league. I feel like within the next 10 years will be – I mean, they're already making names for themselves, will be. I mean, you got to look at Devin Booker's 70-point night game. Um, look at Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, both with both what they're doing. Tyler Eulis, young player on the come-up. Um, John Wall, I mean, where do you start? You got Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight. Come on, the list goes on. But <clears throat> back to this year, a lot of people doubted us just because, I mean, we knew we were young. We knew it was going to be a tough season. I mean, Malik Monk being the type of player he is, me as a Kentucky fan who will recognize the flaws in our game, knew that that would hurt us with the streaky shooting he he, he suffered throughout the year sometimes. And, I mean, I will say against North Carolina, we didn't play the best game. I mean, and that was clearly seen, but – the officiating, man, I, I don't even know. Like, I know that people have done the death threats and everything. And let me say for all Kentucky fans, we we win in class and we lose in class. Me, like, if you know me, I'm a diehard Kentucky fan. I wouldn't ever stoop down to that low to send a death threat to, I mean, a man who's just, I mean, not a good referee. I mean, I mean they they won't showed their aggression, but they showed it in the wrong way, which they shouldn't have done it like that. But don't let their bad actions take away from the f- fact that he was a horrible referee. And I mean, it's been noted that this entire tournament, you can go back and look at probably eighty five percent of the games in missed calls. I mean, missed calls and just bad calls in general, but. I mean, we're not going to knock the referees. Uh, like I said, we, we cost ourselves that game because the streaky shooting from the I mean, the entire team, they couldn't really hit until we came on at the last second. And I feel like if we would have been under um, – what, what am I looking for? Or if we would have been more composed at the beginning of the game, we would have never been in that position that we were in. I mean, but you can't say Malik Monk got fouled on that three-point shooter. So, I mean, on that three-point shot, so – Time should have been stopped. Should have been at the line, but we're not going. We're not going to say anything about that. Um, 
But, man, I, I don't know. De'Aaron Fox is another player who turned it up at the end of the season. Uh, I knew he'd be a, a great point guard for us, but I didn't know how good of a point guard. Just I knew he was fast, but he seemed kind of like the point guard who, coming out of high school at least, from the outside looking at he seemed like the type of guard who was going to be, I mean, the more explosive trying to go get a bucket. I mean, and that's what he, he turned into, but that's what we needed him to turn into. Like Tyler Eulis last year, I mean, you you can go back and look and see what his freshman year looked like whenever he was playing behind the guys he was playing with. He he didn't go score. I mean, he turned into the player he we needed him turn into to turn into whenever we needed him to step up. And De'Aaron Fox, man, the SEC tournament and whenever Malink kind of went through that slump at the end of the year throughout the NCAA tournament, he he really held us up, man. And I will say D Hawk too. What. I want to thank him for the four years at Kentucky too, man. Because, I mean, there there were some games and positions we were in that we probably wouldn't have got out, got of, got out of this year without the experience of D Hawk, man, and Isaiah Briscoe, a guy who I hope is coming back next year. I mean, Derek Willis, that'll be another big loss. Just the the feeling of knowing you could kick it out to Derek Willis whenever momentum is going our way, and he will knock down a shot. Even whenever momentum's not going our way, he missed. Don't he misses a fair amount of shots, but whenever we needed him to knock a shot down, he knocked it down. I mean, the list goes on. Wendon Gabriel, another player who I feel like he didn't have the best year he could have had at Kentucky, but it's another player. I mean, he's almost seven foot and can dribble the ball. He's got a jump shot. He can attack the basket. Another player who'll be in the league for a long time trust me um man i don't know i just i just want to thank the all the guys on the team and congratulate them on a great season because uh a lot of people slept on us and didn't even think we'd make it to the elite eight and uh, i mean we did lost to a team who in my eyes we shouldn't have been in the same bracket as but i mean same region as but but it's okay you know, we lost a team who's in the national championship last year and for some 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids who got doubted all year to make it to where they did, man, there ain't nothing you can say. You can say Kentucky does it every year. You, you got your one national championships, blah, blah, blah. Whenever you got anybody who knows college basketball, if you have a team like North Carolina who has five guys who basically, I mean, who could have started last year or – Three of them did start last year That whenever they played in the national championship going up against a team who has one starter from last year. No, that that's not – I mean, you got to look at the experience. I mean, that that's really what got us all game. If you if you really know basketball, if you really know college basketball, that you could tell that experience level is what really hurt Kentucky. I mean, yeah, flat-out talent. I'm taking De'Aaron Fox and Malink Monk over any of those dudes that were on the court. Any of them, not Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is pretty nice. But De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, talent-wise, those two out of the roof. But that doesn't matter. I mean, look at Luke May, a guy who really came on the surface the NCAA tournament. I mean, he's got his team in the Final Four. He showed out against us. He had a career 17 high. Like, man, that's exactly what John Calipari said we would need to watch out for. In the pregame, and I mean, it's just, hey, 
the experience, man. I mean, you, you see on the last play of the game, Isaiah Briscoe had the opportunity to close out on Joel Berry or Luke May. Don't get me wrong. Luke May is having the game of his life. Not the game. I wouldn't say the game of his life. He's having a real good game. Then you got Joel Berry on the other end, <clears throat> who's also having a good game. You, I fully agree with Isaiah Briscoe going to Joel Berry. I mean, he was late on the closeout to Luke May because Joel Berry is a senior. I mean, that was his team. I mean, that was the smartest move. I see people talk about it on Twitter and everything, how he was wide open. I mean, yes, he was wide open, but I mean, it's not. I would not blame that on Isaiah Briscoe for doing what he did because I mean, that was a smart move. But um, the CBS All American teams came out. I'll let you guys know who they are because I got a couple things I I don't know. I kind of want to discuss about that. Um. Frank Mason, first team. Oh, this is the first team list. Frank Mason definitely deserved to be on first team. Frank Mason is the player of the year. I do not like KU. If you know me, I do not like KU. But he is the player of the year. I mean, hands down. The dude went and got buckets all year. Every single game, you could count on Frank Mason getting buckets. I'll talk about the Oregon game. <clears throat> I just had a debate with a KU fan last night. He told me that he would rather lose a game, and I heard this from a couple KU fans actually, that they would rather lose a game how they lost the game than how Kentucky lost the game. No, never, ever, ever in my lifetime has it been okay to just not show up for a game. And that's exactly what KU did. I mean, how could it be okay for – I mean, your players just not to show up. Devontae Graham played 38 minutes. He went 0 for 7 from the floor, 0 for 6 from 3, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 personal fouls, and 3 points. Josh Jackson, 30 minutes, 3 for 8, 0 for 2 from 3. He had 12 boards, okay, 5 assists, 4 personal fouls, and 10 points. I, And, and then... You got Dwight Colby, who was the fourth person coming off your bench. He played four minutes. They had six people in their, their rotation. He played four minutes, zero points, one rebound. There's no way in this world I would ever want to lose a game how KU did. I mean, if it was compared to the Kentucky KU losses, I would definitely take the Kentucky loss because at least I know I put my heart on the line. I put all I had to it in the game. I mean, you could see the emotion after the game from the Kentucky players, how much they fought to come back. Like, there to me, there's two different types of two different types of losses. Like, ones where you just I mean, you chalk it up as an L because you, you played like poop, and which was KU. I mean, they shot 35% from the floor, 20% from three for as, as a team. Like, come on. No, that's not – I mean, that's what they – they shot better than that all year. They were so dominant in the, the games before. People talk about how dominant they were. What happened whenever they ran into a, a, a real team? But, I mean, I don't know. But uh, back to the – 
back to the uh, All-American team. Like I said, congratulations to Frank Mason because he deserves it. Um, Lonzo Ball, All-American first team. I can see that. I mean, we, we kind of knew it was coming. Uh, he got 39 points dropped on him in his last game in college. I'll say that. So I'm going to skip past that. I'm, I ain't got nothing to say about him. Josh Hart, All-American. Uh, first team All-American. He, he deserved that. Josh Hart is a, I mean, he's a scorer. He won a national championship this year. Obviously had the early exit as we've seen. Real surprising, but definitely a player who deserves it. Um, Sendarius Thornwell, man, been a guy in the SEC. I, I've been talking about all year. Every time I, I would get to watch him play, I'd be like, man, th- he's nice. And I definitely think he'll surprise a lot of people. Him and South Carolina will surprise a lot of people whenever they take on Gonzaga. I mean, I think that'll be a, a definitely a tough matchup. And uh, I will say that he got in. He got into this first team by his his tournament in the I mean his effort in the tournament because he really turned it on at the end of the year. And then we got Caleb Swanigan. That's my dog. I've been saying I mean he is my player of the year probably the first twenty games just because he was a walking double double. And yeah, he got shut down. Really didn't really didn't get shut down, but he had a bad game against Kansas. But hey, he's a player I think he'll definitely bounce back. And I don't know. I just have a feeling he'll be. He'll slim down some more whenever he gets in the NBA, and he'll be a Draymond Green-type player within a couple of years. But, I mean, he's obviously going to be bigger than Draymond is, but he'll he'll not be so mobile, but he'll he'll be able to step out and drop the jumper. He'll be able to kind of control the floor how Draymond does whenever he's on the, on the court. Second team, you got Nigel Williams-Goss from Gonzaga, uh, definitely a, a hard-nosed player. Monte Morris. Uh, and my is the second best point guard in the Big 12. I mean, he proved that all his, on his entire time at Iowa State. Luke Kennard, second team. <laughs> Justin Jackson, second team. I uh, wish he could, I mean, you can make a case for him being on first team also. And then you got Josh Jackson on the second team also. And I'm just going to skip over that. Now, we got the third team, which I uh, kind of completely disagree about. But, I mean, this just may be me because I'm biased. But uh, you got De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk both on the third team, uh, which, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. You can argue with me all you want. But me personally, I don't believe they'd. No, not 13. But on 13, you got Bonzi Colson from Notre Dame. Um, Jonathan Motley from Baylor and Ethan Happ from Wisconsin. And that is the CBS All-American teams. So, I mean, it rounds out as a, a great bunch of guys who definitely, I mean, who balled all year long. Kentucky players, my eyes got nubbed a little bit, but hey, we gonna we ain't gonna say nothing about it. But that's it for college basketball this week. Now I want to talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, I mean, as it just came out, the Oakland Raiders will be moving to Las Vegas. Man, I this I don't know how I feel about this. I was actually in. 
California last week, got to tour the um, Oakland, Oakland Raiders facilities. Uh, beautiful, beautiful facilities. Um, and it's just, I don't know, the, their entire staff, everyone I've met that works for the Raiders, they're, they're friendly. I mean, it's like a it's like a big family. It's one big family. And I just feel like, I don't know, them leaving Oakland, yes, it may be down the road a good business decision. I'm not in – I'm not a true Oakland fan, so my input probably doesn't matter that much. But this is just – I mean, this is something big throughout the sports world because the Oakland Raiders are leaving California. I mean, yes, they were the L.A. Raiders and then back to Oakland. But I don't know. It's just it's, – it's crazy. Uh, NFL team in Vegas. Uh, I, I just heard different views about um, – like different people's views, like on how they felt about it and where they were coming from, and how, like, what their opinion was. Uh, I actually was listening to a sports talk radio while I was there, and um, a guy called into the Damon Bruce show, and he actually was just talking about how you say you take fans coming from Green Bay to watch the Green Bay Packers play, and you take a large sum of fans, then you take a large sum of fans from, I mean. Chicago, though, I mean, just want to come to Vegas for a weekend to see an NFL game. It, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, Vegas and the Raiders, I just kind of feel like it would kind of take away from the the fact of it being uh, like a home game just because in the sense of so many people already travel to Vegas, so many NFL fans not for an NFL game. Now this, this will add more onto the trip. Obviously, they're still going to hit the casinos and whatever else, but – the the lifestyle in Vegas, I mean, that, that people are going to love that. Like, people who plan trips out to Vegas three years in advance will now be planning trips out to an Oakland Raiders game. They may not even be a Raiders fan or a fan of the team the Raiders are playing. So, I mean, it, it's just something like, I don't know. Then you got to think about how much business this could actually bring this to the Raiders. Like, I mean, definitely, I, I definitely think this will help them. With, I mean, in gaining profit, um, I mean, if that's what – I don't know if that's what they're trying to do, which I don't think that's what they're trying to do. I mean, but then you just got to think about the diehard Oakland Raiders fans who don't want the Raiders to leave Oakland. But then you got where the city of Oakland didn't, um, like, offer them anything till the Friday before this vote. I mean, like, I don't know. They, they begged it back for a stadium and then to get one – three days, two days, three days before the vote happens. I don't know. It's just it's something that was a little too late from the city of Oakland, and it really really is going to suck for to see them go. But another thing, young players, how will they adjust the life of living in Las Vegas? I mean, Las Vegas is already a party city. I mean, there's so much other going on, and that's going to now – their players are being dropped. Players fresh out of college are being dropped into Las Vegas. How will that work out? I don't know. We'll we'll see. But that's just that's that's my take on it. I I personally don't know how to feel. I mean, just as an NFL fan, I mean, as the Raiders being associated with like my family, I don't I don't know. It's it's. It's weird, but I will say, though, it's going to be exciting to see that new stadium. (laughs) I will say that. Now on to the NBA. 
That man, Russell Westbrook, is something serious. I mean, I I really didn't think there would uh, be a player with the that kill mentality like Kobe Bryant, but what, Russell Westbrook, and I mean James Harden too. They they both have really exceeded what I mean people really thought of them this year. What Russell Westbrook had 55, 13, oh, excuse me, 57, 13, and 11 last night in a comeback win in overtime. It was actually the, the biggest comeback in Oklahoma City Thunder history. There, I don't know. James Harden, don't get me wrong, he's been crazy all year and he's I mean his numbers are good just like James Harden I mean just like Russell Westbrook's are but Russell Westbrook right now is doing something that we clearly haven't seen since Oscar Robinson well I have never seen but the older generation out there they haven't seen since Oscar Robinson this is something right now that everybody needs to just stop and kind of think about like this man is really doing this right now Tweeted me how you feel about this show. Let me know uh, how you feel about some of the topics I discussed this week. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks with more fire topics for y'all. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch y'all later.